You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. Right now, let's do it. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, and you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Are you happy that draft day is here, Nada? Yes. Do you like the hustle and bustle leading up to the NFL draft, or do you no, loathe it? No, no, no. I loathe it because it becomes, unfortunately, throw out, again, racial stereotypes, and it just becomes exhausting. Like... I'm okay. Like, oh, I'm, it took us. It took us 20 seconds to get into racial stereotypes, huh? Yes, is that it did. what this it is? This where this episode is heading? No, this is not turning <laughs> into an after-school special. We're doing the mailbag. We have a whole bunch of fun questions, even though not enough for a full three episode, full three-segment episode, for which I am ashamed of a bunch of you guys. I asked you guys mm. at a good enough time. Y'all had a y'all had between now. Y'all had between kind lunch. Of. Again, yeah. you could spend a little bit of your lunch hour to send a little 280-character <laughs> tweet to, to help us out here. And what do you do? You don't do it. So we have, like, a couple of questions. It's going to be fun. But back to the question, no, I really don't like the draft. I'm glad that we're basically at the end of it. And the only good draft, well, no, there really isn't any good draft. So we'll leave it at that. Okay. There you go. Um, we're one, we got into an after school special 20 seconds into the show and not a blamed all you listeners for us not having enough content despite us just probably not putting it out there soon enough. And that's on me. That's on me too. So we're still going to blame you though. It's the listener's fault. Um, that's what we're going to do. It's not our fault. We can't hold ourselves accountable. Let's get to some of the questions as well as what we saw last night from yes. the Charlotte Hornets and the Boston Celtics. Hornets fall again. So after winning two games in a row against Cleveland and Boston on Sunday, they drop two games in a row back to back days. They lose this time to the Boston Celtics where they were close at the end. It's the, it's the bucks and the Celtics. So good teams, one really good team, one that's been struggling this year. Um, but you had a shot in both of them and not a rough shooting night for Terry Rozier. Once again, yeah. this is a, this is a team that when they have their injuries, like they do, Hayward, Malik Monk, Lamella ball, all gone. You beat a Celtics team like you did on Sunday when four guys are on. I don't know if it takes 20 points from all of them, but they all have to be hitting shots enough and an efficient enough rate and also not give up over 30 points in three of the quarters that you played. Um, that was the big problem for the Hornets last night. PJ had another good game in a row. Same thing with miles bridges. Who's just been flames this month. We know Devonte now two games in a row for him where he's actually been hot. And this is two games in a row for Terry. He's hit one three pointer. I think it's like 15 attempts from deep and he's only hit one of them. It's going to hurt you. I mean, yeah. even when Terry went to the free throw line a decent amount of times, it doesn't mean that uh, that's going to be enough. And sure enough, they dropped this one to the Celtics despite having a shot in the fourth quarter to maybe capitalize on an uh, on an opportunity. Terry Rozier is in need of a spa day. So I'm hoping he's getting that. Like <laughs> like he's exhausted. He's been carrying this team offensively ever since the injuries hit. So at some point that was going to run out. That magic was going to run out. And these two days where 
he's going he's not going to have to do anything. He can go enjoy himself a spa day, go rest up, go to practice, and then hopefully by Saturday he'll have some relief. Like maybe Malik Monk comes back, maybe LaMelo comes back Saturday, maybe both. That could be, get real crazy, but this team is in desperate need of reinforcements. And until those reinforcements arrive, and I think this is something that we've kind of said over, like on and off over the last two weeks, your expectations have to kind of remain low until those, those re, uh, reinforcements arrive. Because otherwise, it's a waste of time for everybody. Yeah, the Celtics gave up, or excuse me, the Hornets gave up 39 points in the first quarter. So it was just a slow start. You know, Hornets only gave, uh, Hornets scored 19. They gave up 39. They had a good second quarter coming back and outscoring the Celtics by nine in the second, but then they gave up 30 despite them actually, you know, being pretty hot offensively in the second half. And it was just the damage done in the first quarter that did them in. And they could not do enough at the end, despite Devontae's big third quarter, right? I think he had something, I don't know, maybe 14, 15 points in the third quarter that would, uh, that would make up most of the 25 point output that he put together last night. And you know, you get Cody Zeller in this game, not it's the first time that he's played in three contests. And this will lead us to our first question. J dog L O H shout out to J dog. What's going on with Cody Zeller's minutes casualty <laughs> of the lean to small ball lack of rim protection. If you'd ask me in March about the team trying to resign him this off season, I'd have said that's a solid bet. That is way less solid. Now he would also follow this up by saying, Hey, day late. Didn't catch Walker ranting on this just the day prior. So, um, didn't apologize. Fine. It's no big deal. J dog. We appreciate you, uh, writing in and asking this question, but I mean, it kind of ties into Cody getting some minutes last night, not a, an event and immediately shows some kind of offensive competency between the two of him and biz. Yeah. I, you know what it is with me, not a, yeah. I, you know, biz got five minutes in this game. Cody got 17. I don't care how much you think biz brings defensively. I hope it's not a ton that you think he brings because offensively Cody just is way more capable to where it outweighs anything biz brings um, on the court. I, I, I just, I Cody needs to be the five. Cody needs to be the five. I, I don't blame you. I understand where you're coming from. I just like at this point, I think we're just arguing over fo two folks that are probably not going to be on this roster or if they yeah. are on this roster, they're going to be on for very, very low cap numbers. One of the two is going to be on here for very low cap numbers. At this point, that's what we're that's where we're headed. And you know what? That's okay. I I personally, this is not like we're arguing Pepsi and Coke here. We're arguing literally the family dollar versions of Coke and Dr Pepper at best. Ah, uh, that's a great that's a great comparison. What kind of sodas is Cody and Bismack Biombo? Because, I mean, uh, I you you you're right. Like Cody Zeller's not Coke. No, but he's not. I mean, is he is he Mr. Pib? No, how dare and, you? And, how dare and, you? No. What is Mr. Pib good? Yes, it is. It's off brand <laughs> Dr. Pepper, but at the same time, Coca Cola managed to do some things right with Mr. Pib. I would call him off brand that's, Sundrop. That's right. But it I is Dr. Pepper. It's not Coke. Yeah, yeah. Like at this point, like Cody Zeller might be off brand Sundrop. That may be what he is. Like the inferior. I, version I think of he's Mountain like Dew. the. I think he's top tier lower brand. I, I don't think he, he's not like, okay, I've got one for you. I think I've got one for you. Are you ready? Okay. I think Bismack Biombo is mountain lightning and Cody Zeller is mountain dew. 
That's what I think. It's not that Mountain Dew is this great soda, but it's fine enough. I mean, Mountain Dew, I, I like Mountain Dew okay, no, I, but it's not like this top tier Coca-Cola of soda. Bismack Biombo is Mountain Lightning, though. I, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Is that fair? fair. All right. I'm sorry if I, I, I like Mountain Dew, so I hope people don't get offended by me saying that. I just couldn't think of a better soda comparison between the two, but thank you for the question. Uh, who knew J dog LOH was going to lead us down this path yes. between the two centers <laughs> conversation. And by the way, this is all sidestepping and PJ is the better five right now. That small ball lineup is better. I'm just specifically yeah. talking about Cody and biz as are you not a, I'm sure at this point, like it's not worth the argument. It's not worth the consternation. They're going to play again. If they're useful, they're useful. But there's no one way to go with either one of them. Well, did you hear? Did you hear James Borrego's comments on them last night? I mean, I had. I don't want to know. Oh man! After the game, Borrego was discussing. Man, we we've gone through this for like three seasons now. We just can't find what we want at the center spot. It was the most shade. <laughs> that he's thrown at both of those guys. And we know, we know Borrego doesn't like his center rotation. Like it's not anything crazy that he would say that it's just funny that he would admit it. And he's just like, Hey, we, we, we've been trying to find it for three years now. You know, like we, we can't do it. And then he said, hell, maybe we're looking for it for the next three years. I'm, I'm trying my best. Like this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, you're right. You're right. Those guys are, those guys are gone. And if you're Cody and you're biz, it's like, thanks coach. Appreciate it. Goodness gracious. All well, right, let's talk thing. about rock. Here's the thing. If go he ahead, comes go from ahead. the like here, here's the thing. If he's coming from the pop tree, he's already probably told them bluntly to the to their faces. You already know this. Well, and Cody already know. I mean, he's not playing. Cody's not playing. So yeah, you're right. Still, yes. still whew, kind of tough to listen to that. If he's if you're one of the guys that he's talking about. Rockauto.com. Let's talk about him because they've been a loyal supporter of the show and the network for quite some time. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or yeah, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business. And it has been serving you guys for a uh, lot of years, hundreds of manufacturers as well. They've ever, they have everything from engine control modules. I'm sorry, rockauto.com. They've got brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, they can get you everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you an amazing selection or lively low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. We've got a little bit more questions to get to coming up in the next segment. Uh, expect that next Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billy Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and again, I point to the lie. Yes, I you're well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious, exactly. unexpected ones. Point ones to that the were- lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
NFL draft live coverage tonight on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. You can subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL draft starting tonight. The draft starts at 8 p.m. April 29th today, all the way through May 1st. Can't wait. I love the NFL draft, man. I really do. Do do you like the event itself? I know you hate everything leading up to it, but do you like the event itself? I look for, again, the only, the best part about the drafts is the dap. That's it. That's really it. (laughs) Well, and Roger Goodell got vaccinated, so we were salvaged that this year. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Rog, for getting vaccinated. Thank you for being there, for being the dap master. I just want to be the guy that helps get Rog on rhythm, because that's got to be at least, Mm -hmm. what, a $500,000 job right now? Yeah, there's there's no way that can happen. coach of Roger Goodell. Uh, are you hoping, secretly hoping, that we get another Zeke Naji mom moment in the NFL draft? Are you hoping for that? No, 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 no. Because I don't want to. Ex- uh, again, here's the thing. As much as I like love explaining to Americas, I hate explaining to Americas. Mm-hmm. So they, I don't want to do that. I think you're right about that. You do love it and you do hate it at the same time. But it's almost like you can't help it. You need to. You want to, but you know it's going to be. A quite the process. Um, All right, we'll move on. We won't talk about that anymore. All right, Danny writes in, one of Mitch's first moves was overhauling the training staff and bringing in sports science department. How'd you rate the job Joe Sharp and the team have done the past three years? Does that inform your opinion about injured guys coming back for the play in tournament? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because not a Mitch came in and everybody that was around except for Michael Jordan, who hired Mitch Kupchak, they were gone. I mean, and I guess Fred Woodfield, you know, the guys that are higher, of course, than what Mitch is. But yeah, everybody under him, they were gone out the window. We'll see you never. And now they have this entire new staff, of course, after a, a long interviewing process for a bunch of head coaches and even the training staff. Here we have, um, you know, Joe Sharp and this team the past three seasons where they have also invested into uh, some some rehab science, I believe. Right. And that was kind of what Cody Zeller was talking about, that they really did try to uh, make sure that a, a different type of recovery process was well within the franchise. This year, it's kind of hard, Nada. I feel like this year yeah. under the pandemic, it throws it all out of whack because if you're going to say that the Charlotte Hornets training staff has done this terrible job, what are you going to say about everybody else in the NBA? I mean, we're basically like, a couple of weeks removed from a big piece in ESPN saying, hey, general managers, everybody in the association, they're worried about this. They have crammed an 82-game schedule into a 72-game schedule very, very close off of the bubble that they just played not too long ago. And and it's leading to a lot of injuries and there's science to back that up. So I'm not going to blame the training staff for everything that's gone on. It's just the schedule that's affecting every single NBA team. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like a lot of this is just going to be one of those situations where, Hey, we're at the point of just, we're all stretched thin. And that's why I don't think you can blame anybody for whatever goes on with this at least. So for right now, like if I had to give him a grade, I would probably give him an A like, the thing is, this team has only had really had one COVID scare. They've only had a couple of people pop pop up with COVID. They've done a great job of social distancing. And on top of that, outside of freak injuries that you really cannot control, like they've managed to keep most guys upright. So, like, I don't see how any training staff this year doesn't get graded with like an A plus for thank you for not not basically having one 
having an entire infection, especially when the knowledge about COVID was not nearly what it is now. And also at the same time, keeping people upright, like it's, like we said, in a compacted schedule. So uh, again, there's, I, I just grade him as an eight. Like he's one of the best trainers in basketball right now. Um, By the way, you mentioned that kind of the health and safety protocols. We saw it affect the Hornets last night. A Jay Triano, Chad Iskey, they both were not on the bench against Boston. That was because of personal reasons and due to health and safety protocols. So no clue as to what exactly happened, but we can all kind of guess what was going on there with a couple of the assistant coaches. And just to kind of focus on this question a little bit more, Nada, you know, it's it's not one, it's not like we have the knowledge to truly evaluate what these guys have done. And so it's really hard to answer. The only thing I feel like I can use as evidence one way or another, it's them leaving LaMelo ball in when he was injured against the Clippers. It's pretty big. It seems like mistake. The thing is, I don't know if I go towards the training staff and say, hey, you guys, this was a big issue that you missed this because I don't know how easy that is to see. They weren't able to tell until it was revealed by an MRI that he had that really small fracture and then they held him out indefinitely. We have, as I've joked, they've gotten quite a few probable designations and then they would be held out, but maybe that's just for whatever reason. Maybe they feel good initially and then right up to game time, it's like, well, this didn't progress as much as it should. We're just going to hold them out now and that's eventually the right decision. I just, there's a lot of moving parts in trying to evaluate this and a lot of moving parts that we can't adequately evaluate because I got a degree in communication and I'm doing radio for a living. So yeah. like the, the only thing I feel like I can somewhat judge is them leaving LaMelo in. And that's just because they weren't showing an abundance of caution and how much of that is on Borrego too. So if the trainer says, Hey, we can't find anything. We think he's okay. Borrego says they cleared him. So I put him in. Are you blaming Borrego for saying, you know what? This is our future. Let's just go ahead and sit him out. Wait till we get the MRI to make sure everything's cool. And then we'll make our evaluation from there because it was against the Clippers too, right? Like, I, you know, maybe they can both share some blame on that, but that's the only thing I feel like I can somewhat judge accurately. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. Like as much, and even then think about what you're doing in game, like what your training staff is responsible for in game. You're responsible for making sure everybody's social distance, making sure everybody's got a clean mask, making sure like we're talking about handling all the COVID protocols. And then on top of that, oh, yeah, if someone catches a ding, we have to take care of that and under COVID protocols because we don't want to infect the whole team. So I'm willing to give a pass to that more than I normally would, because I think, like I said, this year is a weird year. Things get missed all the time. And more importantly, I'm not sure it's one of those things where he made it worse by playing. Yeah. And, and I, I go to say all of that, try to say, well, we don't have as much information yet. I do feel pretty good about saying Panthers have kind of botched some things with their training staff over the past, <laughs> over the past yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yep. So anyways, maybe by comparison, the Hornets do grade out as an A. All right. Uh, let's go to the next segment and then answer a couple of the other questions that we have. Bet online. AG is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the 
the action at Bet Online. And this week, we've got tons of sports action on the go. The NFL Draft, it's on tonight, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, any sport that's really in action right now. And before the next pitch, you can head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device, as I mentioned, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus, too, on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code Locked On. Got one more segment to go, the mailbag episode of the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lame- oh, it's bad. Lamelo, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I yeah. that's that's bad. We can't allow him to create, and that's the that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do that. No, exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, Nada, we got one more segment to go with a couple of other questions. One we did not get to in the last segment. Charlotte Sports Despair, uh, a friend of the pod, of course, writes in, assuming we end up in one of the six through eight spots, which team do you prefer we match up against? Then he goes on to kind of explain what he thinks. Nets we've beat and they're often injured. The 76ers are terrifying. I don't want them. We can't match up with Embiid. Bucks, we've played well, and they've got a history of playoff flameout. So when it comes to the Nets, the 76ers, and the Bucks, Nada, which team would you most like to face to make that series competitive? To make that series competitive, I might go with the Nets because I don't know who's going to be healthy. I legitimately do not know from one minute to the next. It could be Kyrie and KD. It could be Kyrie by himself for a couple of games. Then the, the whole th- all three of them come back. Harden may not be back for the first round. Like that's where we're at with this. And if they are the first, if they are like they're the like the Nets being the first seed right now, being number one overall, is the best case scenario for a playing situation with the Hornets if they choose to lose. If they happen to lose that first playing game at this point, like that's where we're at. Where that's probably the best case scenario. Outside of that, like, I don't want to see Milwaukee because I think people are underestimating Milwaukee and their ability to turn up their defense. And unfortunately, I still don't think the Hornets in a postseason situation can beat the Milwaukee more than once or twice anyway. And I think that's the thing we have to do in terms of being competitive. You have to see what team can you steal a game from. Philly's, Philly's a hell no. And I don't think that you steal as many games as you do with Milwaukee as you do Brooklyn. Brooklyn has a tendency to play with their food. So if that's going to be the case, give me Brooklyn, but like it's the best of bad options. Yeah, I, for sure. Nobody is saying the Hornets are going to win that series. I get you with the Nets because of the injury concerns that they have. And the other thing that works for the Hornets in that regard is the fact that you're not scared of any of the bigs that Brooklyn puts out there on the court. And that's the biggest weakness of the Hornets, right? It's not having a whole lot of size. It's the classic the center on the Hornets is the biggest problem. It's why Borrego is saying we haven't been able to find anything there for the last three years. And it's not that you're scared of anybody there with the Nets. The starting lineup, it's Kevin Durant, Jeff Green, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, Landry Shaman against the Raptors in their last game. And then when James uh, Harden comes back in, you know, he's going to take the slot of one Landry Shamit. So it's not like he's providing a ton of size, but he's also providing 
another three-headed monster that is when healthy an MVP candidate and has been one of the best offensive players we've ever seen in league history along with the other one like that with Kevin Durant who is playing right now and goes five of seven from the field three of five against the Raptors too much talent I don't want Brooklyn you know it, it Charlotte sports despair is right about Philly you can't choose them I'm going with the Bucks. I, I, I just not a my trust is is in complete shambles with that team. Oh yes, they're big. Okay. Giannis is big. Brooke Lopez is big and he took it to them in their last outing, but the Hornets have played them. Well, Giannis is not as effective in the playoffs uh, playoffs as we've seen him in the regular season. We know about Budenholzer and some of the problems that he brings just not adjusting. And there's a little bit when there's a lot of three point shooting, there's a little bit of that random factor to it. it I'm not saying they beat the bucks, but I feel better about making that competitive one because we've been competitive against them and they uh, don't have the talent that Brooklyn does. I mean, that three headed monster is too tough. No, to compete no, you're with. You're right. If the three-headed monster is actually, you know, healthy. If it's not, yeah. Yeah. give me my chances because at some point, like, I think, and granted, this is one of those Ghostbusters, like, end of Ghostbusters 1, choose your destructor, choose the guy that's going to kill you type of type of choices. If I'm going to be killed, at least let me have the chance against the guys that can't stay healthy. Maybe I get a couple extra swings in before they kill me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And and the size, the the lack of the Nets being able to take care of some kind of size advantage, you know, that does make some sense too. All right, let's go to Corey's question. He says, what's the better combo going forward? Is it LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges or is it Miles Bridges and Eric Collins? We could enter another one in here if we wanted to and just say, is it LaMelo Ball and Eric Collins? Either way, not a what comparison are you going to go with that is the best? Uh, see, this is a hard choice, but I'm going to go <laughs> Bridges and Collins. Like, I, I think I got to go bridges and Collins ball and bridges yo you know what that's great but Eric Collins with Miles Bridges dunking <laughs> off folks that combination is magic like we got again you've got to go back to like Gus Johnson calling NBA games which he hasn't done in a couple of years and more importantly I'm bringing this up because I'm at, I'm advancing my agenda of we need to get Eric Collins a national bag and there's a whole bunch of y'all that got mad at me for saying, you know what? Appreciate the man. And guess what? Go and, again, we have to hope that man gets a bag. We have to hope the man is going to get a national bag. Stop thinking this local stuff. Like, again, this is a pro-bag-getting podcast. You should want us to get the national bag. So you know what? Maybe we can do both. Mm -hmm. Root for us to be the national bag-getters as well. That's what you do. If you love a broadcaster, love him enough to hope that he goes national. That's that's my rant. That this is a pro bag getting podcast. That no, it, it is. I would love for Eric Collins. If that's the opportunity that he wants, then I'd be thrilled for him. That's what you get in this business for. It's to keep climbing. And we've talked about play by play announcing jobs before. It's a it's a vicious, it's a vicious uh business, right? Like it's insane. And when you're talking about uh, Eric Collins moving up. That'd be great for him. I do have a question for you, the Nada, because mm -hmm. I love Eric Collins. Okay. Yes. I think most Hornets fans do. We had the think piece out there about how it was awful um, in, on a national media, perspective. By the way. Yeah, right. But most people, and I think he, he's very 
Hornets centric. You know, people within the Charlotte Hornets community love them because what Eric Collins has done is given us as much excitement as we possibly could have with a franchise that hasn't given us a lot to be excited about. We go back to the 2015 and 16 postseason series against the Heat. That was some success that we experienced. And other than that, it's Kimball Walker giving us some nice moments. It's them fighting to get in the playoffs and eventually losing out. And now it's it, it, and Eric Collins is finally getting his date. Like think Eric Collins is not doing anything differently than what he's done the last couple of years. It's just you have talent and you've got exciting dudes to talk about. And that's how he gets these appearances on Sports Nation and all of this play on Twitter. I guess my question to you is, is he a Hornets novelty? Is he a play by play novelty to the point oh, no. where your TNT, your ESPN you don't want that on your national broadcast. Is that the oh, kind not? of guy that you're going for? Yes, I, abs- I absolutely do. I think there was a lane for you're, you're, you're saying you are going after him with the oh, SPN yeah. and TNT. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it's going to be one of those things. Like, I could I see him being one of those guys once COVID, the COVID protocols are up and then you see people travel all the time? Could I see him be one of those NBA TV guys that you just put on a game? Yeah, very easily. I can see him being a part of Turner super, super easy. And granted, and shout out to David Walker, OG David Walker, for bringing up this point. It's possible to do national TV and also be the local broadcaster. See Mike Breen, see Mark Davis, who recently. I was about to say, yeah. Like it's Mark Jones, to, right? Yeah, Mark Jones to do. Yeah, Mark Jones to do, because um, I think he does the Kings games now. Right, right. So, I'm just yeah, saying, I, I don't know, man. He just. He feels he I know I'm and again, I'm cool with him. Do if he gets offered and he takes it, I'd be extremely happy for him. He just feels a little bit more local to me. And the other thing is not a you're talking about Eric Collins losing his mind for a lot of the great Hornets plays. Imagine if he had to keep that up on a national perspective where you're not supposed to show bias and you have to do that for all of the great plays on the other side. <laughs> you know, so hey. when Terry Rogier when Terry Rozier hits two free throws, right? We're talking about one of the most least uh, entertaining ways to get a point. When Terry Rozier gets free throws and he says there's two beauties, does he have to say it for the other team in some of these close games? And does it run its course too much in that regard? Like at that point, when you're getting it for both teams, is that something you're like, oh, okay, he's got to bring it every single play? That That's another question that I have. Well, you know what? You, here's the thing. Let's give him a let's 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 get him a job and hope we find out. How about that? Uh, uh, that that's fine with me. I'll say this real quickly before we end today. He's crazy polished, man. Like we yes. we think of Eric Collins being extremely good because he's wild, because he's fun, because he puts a ton of emphasis on that. And it's hard to do, man. That that like people people love it. People make it a joke and and people genuinely do love it. So I'm not hating on everybody that's trying to evaluate it. But that is hard. You have to be very comfortable with what you're about to say on the fly and put emphasis and stank on it. Bam, 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 right at the top of the dome. What he does is really, really hard. It goes to show how crazy talented he is too. how much preparation he puts into it, which I think is well noted. But even just like listen to Eric Collins in the normal play by play sequence. 
that that's the thing that gets me, man. He's he's so damn good at even just setting everything up and even talking to you, being the host, passing it from Ashley Shamity to Del Curry. I mean, even just what you think of as just being a disciplined play-by-play announcer anyway, we don't pay attention to that because, of course, when he's giving you humdiddly D, that's going to get all the attention. Mm-hmm. But the stuff in between, dude, he's polished yeah. as hell. Like he's he, and 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 he's as good as a lot of other guys that don't bring the kind of emphasis that he does um, at their game. That's the thing. Eric can do his game better than anybody else can. And he can also do your game too, if he wants to. Exactly. Right. Like that. that, You, you can't do Eric's game. Yeah, exactly. Like Eric Collins is one of one and he's that good at his job. Again, give this man a national bag. (laughs) Okay. All right. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Hell, give us all bags. As yes, said. please. That would be great. That, that, especially that. Thanks again to Locker Room for supporting the show. Thanks to you guys for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA or really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That includes the live draft show. It's going to be happening tonight. We're teaming up with the Draft Network, who has a bunch of crazy good analysts. Make sure you check that out. Happy draft night. We'll be back with you. One more show of the week tomorrow. Perfect. <laughs>